Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Culture Club. Our next guest is quite an interesting one. She's the founder of award-winning interior design firm Design Intervention. And she's one half of the design duo that hosted HGTV's home improvement series Come On In. Uh, that alongside uh, former model and uh, fellow designer Andrea Savage. Now, unlike most local designers who gravitate towards, say, Scandinavian, industrial or minimalism to styles, this multi-award winning designer is all about a maximalist way of life. Uh, she's also been lauded as Singapore's Queen of Colour, serving on a global panel, advising on the selection of the deluxe colour of the year. Well, she's on Culture Club today, Nikki Hunt, founder, Design Intervention. Uh, Nikki, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, Elliot. Thank you for inviting me today. Oh, I'm so excited because I want to know what it takes to create the most beautiful home here in Singapore. I suppose, <laughs> to start us off, this always gets my curiosity, right? How, do you, how did you find yourself into this world of interior design? What was your calling? Actually, this is my second career. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm Singaporean now, but I originally came from the UK. And when I first came here, I was an economist. I really fell into design by accident. So I started my company 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And at that time, really, there was no interior design industry in Singapore. Mm -hmm. So if you looked up interior design in the phone book, and I'm just going to put it out there to your listeners, there was no Google search in those days. We literally opened a phone book. And you looked up interior design in those days, you really would find a list of contractors. What we call interior design professionals, what we know today, they really didn't exist. So you could really say that my design journey is really the story of Singapore's interior design industry. Well, I think you meant to say yellow pages and not phone book. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's <absolutely>, a throwback. <laughs> Nikki, that's, your age, oh man, no, exactly. no! <laughs> but that is a brilliant story. I love how this is like your second career, and it's already been mm. what two decades now. What do you think, in your opinion, what does it take to open this award-winning design firm? I know you mentioned it was at a time where there really wasn't an interior design sort of uh, industry, mm. but what does it take to stand out? Awards are fantastic. I'm not going to say that I don't love getting an award. I mean, who doesn't like the recognition and a pass on the back? But I think what really makes us different is, and what I've learned over the years is to actually create something unique. You have to listen to your clients. I think when I first started my in, in the industry, I, I was young and, I mean, frankly, quite a little bit arrogant. And I thought that the job of a designer was, you know, we had good taste and we had to share that taste with other people. <laughs> what I've learned over the, over years of experience is, honestly, there's no such thing as good taste or bad taste. It's creating environments that make people happy. Okay. And to do that, you have to listen. Quite often, I think, clients themselves don't know what makes them happy. So I think my role is probably more psychologist yeah. than creative designer. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. There are many times where I like to do a bit of home improvement myself. Yeah. I think I want it this way and it'll be happy. And then I realize, no, actually, this other way makes me happy. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I think people don't actually realize what they want half the time. So yeah. I think the number one skill I've developed over the years is really to listen and draw out what people need from them. I suppose, Nikki, if I were to ask you, you know, some of your most uh, memorable projects or unique projects, is it more the design or the customer reaction? Definitely the customer reaction. But I think if you ask me what's my favorite project, that's like asking someone what's their favorite <laughs> child. You know, that's, that's a really tough one. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Fair enough. All right, let's talk about your design philosophy. So I'm told that you are a maximalist. What, what, what is um, maximalism all about? Okay, so actually I would take issue there because I don't think I am a maximalist. I would say that I am a designer who believes that the importance of design okay. is so much more than like how something looks. The importance right. of design is actually to create environments that make people happy. And different people have different needs. So some people might need a calmer retreat. Some people might need a more out there retreat. But it's really finding out what they need and giving them that. So, um, yes, I am known for color and texture, <laughs> yeah. uh, definitely. But it's because I approach design with a multi-sensory uh, approach. We live in an environment where like 90% of our time is indoors, mm. which, is, which is incredible because just like all animals, the environment affects us physically, hormonally. And so really by understanding how different um, elements can affect our senses, we can change how we feel and even how we behave. And so I like to play with all these different senses. And I think that's why maybe some people say I'm a maximalist of color, light, texture. They all influence us in different ways. It's very interesting hearing this from an interior designer based here in Singapore because a lot of times, and I've spoken to quite a few interior designers, they focus on functionality. Now, you are saying it's about how you feel. Where does functionality, given the small spaces that we have here in Singapore, where does that fit into it? You talk about colors and sensors. How does all of that find its own balance? That's a really great question. I'm glad you asked me that because I think what's happening at the moment is, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years, as I said, but what's going on in the industry at the moment is the biggest transformation that's ever happened in in how I've worked Mm -hmm. anyway. um, What we're seeing actually, and it's driven by science, so advances in neuroscience are revealing how our brain, our body, our physiological response to environment is, is being affected by what's going on around us. Okay. So you're absolutely right that I think over the past few years, really since the beginning of the 20th century, design has been the, all about function. We're taught form follows function. But prior to that, prior to the 20th century, design was all about beauty. Um, and there are new sciences now where they can actually map the brain they can see in real time how human beings respond to changes in the environment. And they're understanding that actually beauty heals us, calms us. When we see things, that they start the pleasure senses in our brain. And so it's really making um, us rethink what's important. And actually, beauty is no longer considered frivolous. Mm. We can see it as health-giving, healing. So yes, it may be in the past, it was always considered form follows function. But now I think we're increasingly thinking form follows feeling. 
Ah, okay. Goes and play with the whole work from home. You know, you want to have different moods in different rooms. Otherwise, you're bringing the stresses of work to home. Is this a difficult sell with clients talking about, you know, form and feeling? Uh, not at all, actually. Uh-huh. I think that particularly after the pandemic, what have we all realized? The most important thing we have is our health, both okay. mental and physical. And so if we can harness the power of our homes to improve our well-being, we can harness design so that we can lower our blood pressure or lower our heart rate. I mean, it can actually, the right design can actually boost your immune system. Yeah. And I think that's what people need right now. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with you there. And, you know, I'm sure you've seen this whole popularity when it comes to design homes. People are trying to have this luxury home spa concept or wellness zone within the house. How do you mm. approach these things? Your thoughts on its popularity and is it practical? So actually the bathroom, the home spa, as you call it, is one of my favorite places to design because it's, it's our most personal place. Yeah. So when I started out, design was all about shelter. It was about function. Maybe 10 years ago, it was it was about really a showcase to impress others. Okay. But now homeowners want their homes to be restorative. And so by making design choices, particularly in the bathroom, we can, we can really have a spa-like atmosphere that can really lower blood pressure, calm us, and really set us up to take on the world tomorrow. Mm. And I would say that that coincides with this idea of having a comfortable living space as well. You've got the right colours to match all of it. Yeah, I think comfort is definitely the ultimate luxury. Yeah, yeah. It goes into play with the the type of furniture that you you choose as well. Now, I'm curious about this one. (laughs) I've been dying to talk to you about this. You're on the global panel advising on the selection of the deluxe colour of the year. Let's talk about this year's (laughs) colour. And how is that process going like choosing next year's? So we actually meet once a year, um, global panel, they're representatives from all over the world. I represent Southeast Asia. Mm. And you know, when we, it's a three-day conference okay. and we don't talk about colour until maybe the last like three hours. <laughs> we talk about politics, we talk about economics, we talk about how people feel in their oh. homes, what's the mood of the moment. Okay. Then really on the last day, we bring it back to, 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 to colour. Mm. And it's really about... It, it, it actually captures moments in time and how the social economic situation is changing. And I, I'm very happy to be representing Asia on that panel. Mm, I'm guessing panel hasn't happened yet for next year's colour? Yeah, so they've just launched, I think in September, we, we announced the 2024 colour, which is Sweet Embrace. Okay. It's really soft with a slight bit of violet and lavender in it. It's a very restful colour. Right. Okay, I have been tasked to paint the hall uh, just over the weekend, so I know what I'm going to (laughs) do. Mickey, talked a lot about moods. We've talked a lot about using colour. What are you looking out for next as far as interior design trends go? I think that the world is changing, as I said, and I think the most important thing that's going on right now is personalisation. We live in this globalized world where the whole world has become homogenized. I call yeah. it a copy and paste world. Yeah. You know, the shops on every high street as in, from Bangkok to Berlin are the same as a Zara. There's a Louis Vuitton. Yeah. You know? But by creating something that's 
personalized, we can really feel at home. And I think that's the, the, the biggest trend right now. And I, I think it's more than the trend. I think that's just the, the way the world is moving. Although, I, 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 as you bring that up, you know, the personalization, I, I think even in fashion, you've got a lot of people who want bespoke, you know, to tailor to them. But Nikki, how do you manage this idea of personalization and the whole idea of AI? If AI tells you what's best for you as a designer, a creative. How do you manage that conversation? I'm so excited by all these advances in, in science, whether it's AI, whether it's neuroscience. It's just really helping us all learn a little bit more about ourselves. It might surprise you, because it certainly surprised me, but our brain is the greatest surveillance system ever developed. You know, we process 11 million bits of information per second. And being able to understand how that affects us it's phenomenal and using these new sciences we can do that and then we can create environments that help us live so much better although i will say do not test my brain processing on a friday <laughs> night <laughs> i've been speaking with nikki hunt founder of design intervention thank you so much for your time today take care and have a great monday evening thank you for having me it's been a pleasure to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.